Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. There's many people that struggle in their finances. It's just a part of life. Um, But is that the way it's supposed to be? Is that the way that God intended it? Is it really actually more holy to be broke? Or does God have a different way? I want to continue in our series that is the gift of giving, which I believe is really God's secret, God's principle for how we can prosper. I believe God clearly shows us in his word he wants to bless us. Just put your hand on your chest and say, God wants to bless me. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. The fact that God wants to bless you and he's shown you how to walk in his blessings. He wants to bless you, and he has shown us how to do it. Does that excite anybody besides me today? Amen. So I want to start right here in Deuteronomy 28. Because first, I want to just settle it right now that God does, in fact, want to bless you. So if you have a mentality that you're holy because you don't have much, this is going to break that mentality right here. Deuteronomy 28. I love it. It says... If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world, and you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit basket and your breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. God will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you blessing with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time. And his rich treasury in the heavens will bless all the works you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord, your God, that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I'm giving you today, nor follow after any other gods and worship them. Isn't that a powerful action-packed, substantial promise of God. And it, it goes to show us, it goes to paint a picture. Even though we don't live in an agricultural society today, or, or we're not an agricultural society down here in South Florida, God wants to bless you. He wants to bless the works of your hand. He wants to bless you at your job. He wants to bless you to help you find promotion. He wants to bless um, your family. And so we can see that even though times change, God never changes. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So even though the world may change, the way people uh, earn a living may change, God doesn't change. So he wants to bless your family. He wants to prosper you. And this is what God wants to do. 
The apostle John said it this way. Let's go to the New Testament a little bit. He says in 3 John 2 and 2, Beloved, I pray that in every way that you may succeed and prosper and be in good health, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. King Solomon said in Proverbs 10, 22, The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Jesus said in Luke 16, 10 and 11, If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. If you are dishonest in little things, you, will be, you won't be honest in greater responsibilities. And if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches of heaven? So Jesus didn't say you would not have wealth. He said, be a good steward of wealth and I'll give you even greater. I will give you uh, kingdom wealth. So God wants to bless you. Say it with me. God wants to bless me. So how does God bless me? Deuteronomy 28 says he blesses us through obedience to his word. Luke 16 tells us through faithfulness he blesses us. Third John 2 says, as our spirit man prospers, we will be blessed. So this world tells us to take and see what we can get out of life. See what we can get out of others. But God's word tells us the key to being blessed is actually giving. Jesus gave up his life. Um, God gave his very best in Jesus. God's word shows us the key to being blessed is giving. The greatest gift is not receiving. The greatest gift is actually the ability and the revelation to give. The kingdom is all about giving. And it starts with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. It is the gift of giving. Acts 20.35 says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So there's something to this gift of giving. There's some deep, profound spiritual revelation here. And giving is a way to be blessed. When I'm giving, I'm on the pathway of prospering. And not just in my finances. I'm prospering in my spiritual walk with him. Because it's, it, it goes beyond just what God is giving me, right? When I give to the poor, the Bible says, I lend to the Lord. So that's, that's, that's powerful that I'm lending to the Lord. But don't forget about the fact that God was able to use you to bless somebody that was in need. So I want to challenge you, if you're struggling or you're unsatisfied with where you are financially today, I want to challenge you to trust God. Look at somebody today and just say, trust God. Trust God. Here's what Genesis 26. I want to take you to the story here. This, is, this story is about trusting God. And it says, a severe famine now struck the land as it happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved to Gerar, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. And the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, don't go down to Egypt but do as I tell you. Now, I want to point out something really interesting. Gerar was still in Canaan. The famine was in Canaan. Right. So even though he relocated within Canaan, he was still in famine. God told him, don't go down to Egypt. Egypt was not suffering the way that Canaan was. But he said, yet stay in the promised land. Stay in Canaan. Stay within my word. Stay within my promise. And I'm going to do something. Okay, stay here. Even in spite of the famine, I want you to stay here. And then we see later on in the story, Genesis 26, 12, when Isaac planted his crops that year, in the middle of the famine, in Canaan, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. 
for the Lord blessed him. It, the blessing of God doesn't have to make sense. In the middle of a famine, he planted and he got 100 fold on his harvest. And it continues in verse 13. He said he became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. Can you say that with me? He became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. We're talking about a a godly man, a kingdom man, a man that obeyed God when he said, stay in the middle of the family. I'm going to bless you in spite of the recession. So please hear this. God does not need to take you out of the famine to bless you. He does not have to take you to a different country, to a different economy to bless you. God said clearly, don't go down to Egypt. Don't go to a different country. Don't go to a different economy. I'm going to bless you in spite of the issue that's going on in this nation. God can bless you wherever and whenever he chooses. So God blesses Isaac in the middle of a recession. God, he actually made Abraham wealthy while he was living in a tent. God blessed David when he had nothing but five rocks in his pocket. It doesn't matter what your circumstances look like. If you trust God and obey, God will bless you. I I hope you understand that, that, that David was a very... Average family, right? There was nothing special about David's family. Jesse was his dad, had, you know, many sons, but they didn't, they, they weren't wealthy. He came average, but he obeyed God. He sought after God and God elevated him. It doesn't matter what your circumstances look like. If you will trust God and obey, God will bless you. The title that I'm given today is God Wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. God blessed Isaac 100 fold in the middle of a recession. Can you imagine getting 100 times back the investment that you put in? Now imagine that you got 100 times back the investment you put in in the middle of a bad economy. How much more will that Deuteronomy 28 cause everybody to look at you and be in awe of what God is doing in your life? It's a powerful thing when God can raise up his people and put the spotlight on his people and say, look, these are my people by how he's blessing you. God wants to do that to show you just how big he is. It doesn't matter what the economy is. God can bless you. It doesn't matter what your bank account is. God can bless you. It doesn't matter how bleak it looks. God can bless you. It doesn't matter inflation, shrinkflation, recession, interest rates. God is bigger than all that. God can move in spite of all that. God can move right in the middle of all that. And God reminds us in the story of Isaac just how big he is. When no crops were growing, Isaac's crops were growing. When the neighbor's harvests were barely there, Isaac's harvests were huge. God can do it. He's done it before. He's no respecter of persons. And he'll do it again. And... I find that all of us want the miraculous, but none of us want the backdrop. The backdrop of this incredible miracle was that Isaac was in the middle of a famine. It's in the middle of a country that was in famine. We want the miracle, but we don't want 
the backdrop. We don't want to be in a desperate scenario, but we want a miracle. If someone was not sick, there would not be a need for a healing miracle. If someone was not in need, there would be no need for a provision miracle. I'm not saying that we should ever ask for sickness or lack. But what I'm saying, whenever the problem shows up, don't be scared, but rather prepare with faith for the miraculous. Whenever I see the devil try to attack my finances or attack my health or attack my family, I say, man, my faith is that God is about to do something miraculous right now on the backdrop of this problem. So I get excited in my spirit. And I woke up and my voice was kind of sore today. I said, you know what? God is going to do something great on the backdrop of that. You have to look at your circumstances through the lens of faith and say, what is God going to do on the backdrop of my finances being low or this relational issue happening or this health issue happening? What is God going to do? How miraculous is God about to move? I get excited. When the enemy tries to make a move against me, I get excited about God's counter move because God will never be outdone. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. God does miracles on the backdrop of desperation. God blessed Isaac in the middle of a recession. God will bless you right where you are as a witness to his goodness. Psalm 92, 12 says, But the godly will flourish like palm trees. And grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. The righteous will flourish like palm trees. Can we stop right there? Because palm trees can grow and flourish in the desert. When other plants are dying, they've run out of resources, they've run out of water, they've run out of life. The palm tree is going strong. When, when Proverbs tells us the righteous will flourish like palm, palm trees. Even in the desert, we're meant to flourish. Even in adverse circumstances, even in bad economies, even in bad seasons, we're designed to flourish. And you know where else that palm trees flourish? In the tropics, in the middle of hurricanes, in the middle of the storm. God is trying to tell you that you are designed to win. That no matter what the circumstances look like, you are designed to flourish in the desert, in the storm. God has called you to be at the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. To be blessed in everything you put your hands to. Like the palm tree, the righteous will flourish like the palm tree. Whether you're going through a desert season or a stormy season, God is saying to the righteous, those that live by his word will always prosper. Now, I, I own a, an SUV. It's, it's a four-wheel drive. And, and, of course, different SUVs are different, but, but some SUVs, they're designed to be all-terrain vehicles. No matter if the power line goes down, if you've got to drive over stuff, if you've got to go off-road, if it's flooding and you've got to go through, an all-terrain vehicle 
That's what God has called us to be the equivalent to as believers. All-terrain believers. That no matter what it looks like, no matter what circumstance that life or the devil or whatever throws at you, that you will flourish, that you will succeed, that you can navigate those times and not just survive, but flourish. We are designed to function and even prosper in all environments. David's greatest victories came from fighting big battles. They came from fighting big battles. And some financial victories will only come through battling. You want to win in your finances? You're going to have to slay some giants. You want to be blessed? You have to go to war. We have to fight for it. Look at somebody and say, you got to fight for it. It's the truth. We fight all kinds of things. We fight rationalization. We fight doubts. But we have to fight. We fight with prayer and fasting. We fight by sowing a seed even when it's difficult. To get financial breakthrough, it's hard work and it's a battle. And maybe you've been knocked down before. Maybe you've been knocked down multiple times. And you've lost a few battles in your finances. But God wants you to know you don't have to stay down. You don't have to stay defeated. That's not how God designed you. You don't have to be average. God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. God wants to bless you to be a blessing. How is God going to get the blessing to other people that are struggling in their faith and hadn't figured it out yet if he doesn't bless them through you? God doesn't want you to just have faith for yourself for finances. He wants you to have faith that God can bless others through you. That was the promise. That was the vision for Abraham that he would be blessed to be a blessing. That God will give you so much more that you you can take care of your family, but there's more left over to be a blessing. The Bible says, I think it's Apostle Paul, he says to be generous on all occasions. I pray that God bless you that you're able to be generous on all occasions. We have to sometimes make sacrifices in this walk with God. No doubt there's a price. No doubt there's a cross that we have to bear. But there's also a reward. Far too often we don't talk about the reward. Yes, there's a sacrifice. But there's also a reward at the end. For the joy set before him, it says Jesus endured the cross. And so we can't forget about the fact that there is a reward for all the sacrifices. There's a reward for all the obedience when you didn't feel like doing it, but you did it anyways. There's a reward. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I love it. And Jesus said in Matthew 19, 29, and he was talking to his disciples that had just asked him, well, he kind of was a little bit tough on this rich guy. And the disciples said, well, what hope do we have? And his response to them was, everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. He didn't say that was eternal life. He said, in addition to eternal life, what you give up for me will be given back to you. How much? A hundredfold. Just like Isaac, a hundredfold, even in a recession. David said, I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. I can second that today. I've seen a lot of things in my life. Maybe not that old yet, but I've seen a lot of things. But I have never seen 
the righteous, people that are following God's word, be forsaken. His principles always work. The word of God never returns void. It always brings back what it's supposed to bring. So I I echo that sentiment. God wants to bless his people if we will just follow his word. Just stay in the land of Canaan. You don't have to go somewhere else. You don't have to seek. You know, Egypt symbolically always represented bondage or world systems. God was saying, you don't have to go to the world system. You don't have to go to the world's way. You don't got to go to the world's economy for this. You stay right where I planted you. You stay right there and just do it the way I'm going to tell you how to do it. And I will bless you. Don't shut down when it gets difficult. It's, it, don't stop believing. Don't stop having faith. Don't stop tithing. Don't stop giving. We go through seasons of sowing and seasons of reaping. Sometimes we can get confused because the devil tries to talk to you when you're in a sowing season. So, well, then where's the harvest? Well, maybe you're in a sowing season. Just like in agriculture, there's sowing seasons and there's reaping seasons. Don't stop when you're sowing because you don't see the harvest. If you're sowing the way he shows you to sow, the harvest is always on the way. Fight for your victory. Stand in faith. Plant your seed. Do what God shows you. It's amazing what a seed can do. A seed, Jesus tells us, can move mountains. A mustard seed can move mountains. A seed, even a small seed, can do very large things. So never underestimate what a seed can do. If it's given in faith, it will produce wonderful results. One of God's greatest gifts to us is this. The revelation and the principle of giving. God wants to bless us. And this is a major key to that blessing. The generous person shall prosper. He wants us to see how profound giving really is. I don't know how I wound up on it. Um, and I'm, I haven't been on social media a lot lately because it's just been a different season for me. But I ended up on this reel, and um, it was Anthony Robbins crying profusely, talking about how giving changed his life. He said, when I started to give, it completely changed my life. And he was telling a story about how when he had nothing, he had very little he was in the habit of giving to people that were, had less than him. God gave us the power. This is how profound giving is. When we give, it unlocks the heavens. I want you to think about this. Jesus said, that I'm giving you the power to bind and to loose. What you bind here on the earth will be bound in heaven. And what you loose here on earth will be loosed in heaven. When we sow a seed, we loose something in the heavens. And sometimes, even though we don't realize it, when we hold back, when God says to give, we're actually binding something. You're binding your own blessing. I've done it before. We have the ability. It's not, sometimes we're thinking, 
God's going to do it. No, God already gave you the revelation. God's already given us the promise. God's already given us the concept of generosity. What we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The gift of giving. The gift is generosity. This is how the kingdom of God works. As you bless and build his kingdom, the things in heaven are unlocked over your life. Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, doing things the right way. And all these things will be unlocked for you. So don't be afraid to give. Don't dread giving. Get excited when there's an opportunity. People that really get the spirit of this, they're looking for opportunities. They're looking for an opportunity. I sat in a room with some men in our church and they were looking for ways to bless different people groups in the church. Let this get in your spirit. God wants to bless you and God wants to bless others through you. He's looking for opportunities to bless you. We should also be looking for opportunities to bless others. Let's bow our heads. God, I thank you for this profound thing that you want to show us that not just at Christmas time, but in every season, the gift is giving. It's not receiving. I love to receive. Receiving is great, but it's even more blessed to give. God, let us capture that in our hearts. Let us capture that in our spirits. Let us capture that in the way we think and the way we see the world around us. And God, I thank you, Lord, that you would profoundly bless us. God, and I thank you, Lord, each and every person, God, that is contemplating this and thinking about this and wondering how does this work, God, that you would speak peace to their heart, that you would, Lord, help it to make sense to them. God, sometimes the things of heaven confound us. But God, when we grab a hold of them, God, it's the rock. We want to build our lives on the rock. Because everything else is sinking sand. God, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.